Welcome to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast Monday through Friday where we encourage you to listen in wherever you're at and hear the Word of God and the truth preached. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and this week we're airing a message entitled Ten Gates. If you'd like to hear this message again or any other messages from Treasure Valley Baptist Church, please stay tuned until the end of today's program for more information. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. We go from the sheep gate to the fish gate to the old gate. Stop and think about it for a second because I got to keep moving, but I want you to think about something. Wouldn't America be better off if we go back to some mile markers we long abandoned? Morally, spiritually, ethically, economically, right on down the line, folks. The old gate. Let's look at another one. Look at verse 13. Look at verse 13. And now, now we're at 9 o'clock going counterclockwise. Take a look at verse 13. Notice the valley gate. Notice the valley gate. This reminds us of humility before the Lord. In Philippians chapter 2, we see Christ descending from the glories of heaven into the valleys of human limitations and even death. Folks, we don't enjoy the valley gate, but God often has to take us there to bring some of his greatest blessings in our lives. John chapter 15, we look at this these three stages of fruit bearing. And Jesus talks about bearing fruit, but then when we bear fruit, we get purged that we might bear more fruit. And then when we bear more fruit, we're purged again that we might bring forth much fruit. And none of us like the purging. None of us like the the, the pruning. I, I would admit that to you. I would admit that to you freely this morning, that, that, that I, I, I've never really liked it, But when I look back on it and I see the fruit that God bore in my life as a result of it, I realize how necessary a process it is. The valley gate. The valley gate. Uh, Take your Bibles and turn to Psalm chapter 4, if you would. Psalm chapter 4. Keep your hand here in Nehemiah 3. We'll go back there. But take a look at Psalm 4. I'd like you to see something we talked about. I believe it was Wednesday night, as recently as Wednesday night. And I I believe this would be an encouragement to you. Psalm chapter 4, and I'd like for you to look at verse 1. Psalm chapter 4, verse 1. Hear me when I call, O God, of my righteousness, David says. Thou hast enlarged me when I was in distress. Now think of what David just said. Thou hast enlarged me when I was in distress. Do you know what almost always comes with distress? is the idea that we may not only be getting diminished, but this might be the beginning of the end. You ever been there? You ever been there when you're in distress? And and it doesn't matter what kind of distress it is. It might be economic distress. It might be distress concerning your health. It might be a family problem. It it might be a problem with the job. Uh, It it could be anything. I'm not even going to suggest which one because, because... because I don't want you to be left falling between the cracks. You know what distress is in your life. And as has been said before, there's only three kinds of people. There's people that are either, either in a storm or coming out of a storm or getting ready to go into a storm. But there are a lot of storms. There's a lot of valleys and trials in life. 
And David tells us that God enlarged him when he was in distress. Folks, it is just the opposite of the way it often appears. We look at our times of prosperity and we say, <coughs> yeah, sign me up for that. I want that full time. I want that all the time. And I mean, who wouldn't? Don't we want it to always go upward and forward in our lives? Everything to be good, the sky to be blue, the, the sailing to be smooth, the circumstances to be favorable. But you know what? If we had a life that was nothing but that, what do you think, we, what, what do you think would become of us? Boy, oh boy. I, I tell you what, eventually, don't you think arrogance would creep in there? Don't you think self-sufficiency would creep in there? How about independence? I don't need anybody else. All of those things come with that. But boy, when we go through the valley, when we go through the storms of life, when we go through the purgings, we realize our dependence on God. We come to the end of ourselves and realize the beginning of God. We, we realize the love of the brethren. We appreciate them praying for us. Uh, we begin to, to, to empathize and understand that when other people are hurting, what that's really like, and we can better minister to others. There's so many good things that come from that that David said that he was enlarged when he was in distress. Not diminished, but enlarged. I hope this morning you'll take another look at the valley gate and maybe see it a little bit differently as a result. Let's go to the next one. Take a look at verse 14. Here's an interesting one. And by the way, we're at 7 o'clock going counterclockwise now on the outside walls of Jerusalem. This one here is called the dung gate. The dung gate. Now, I'll tell you this right now. It took a dedicated bunch to repair that gate. Amen? You could just imagine. Uh, aromatically, it was not a favorable place to be around. And uh, this is the gate through which all of the waste and the garbage of the city were taken out. And imagine how difficult a place this would be. And this speaks of cleansing in our lives, folks. This speaks of cleansing in our lives. The Bible says if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Proverbs 28, verse 13 says, He that covereth his sin shall not prosper, but whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. By the way, if you'll take a look at verse 14, it was a ruler that set it up. And when I think of this, I think of counsel. I think of advice. I think of others helping us remove those grave clothes. I think of preaching I think of altar calls. I think of repentance. Repentance. Boy, there's a word that's gone the way of the dinosaur. There's a word we, we would do well to recover at the old gate. Repentance. Repentance. You know what? We as Christians, we're real great at saying, yep, I know I'm a sinner. Bless God. In fact, I'm not just a sinner, I'm a lower than a snake's belly sinner. But there's just one little problem. I really can't think of anything specific that I've ever done wrong. 
You know what, folks? Our need for repentance doesn't stop when we get saved. You know, you take David, and I've said to you before, David didn't have a lot of faults, but he sure made the best of the ones he had. <laughs> he made the most of them, didn't he? But I'll give David this much credit. He had what I call a hair-trigger repentance mechanism. Man, when Nathan showed up and said, Thou art the man, David repented. You look at how many times the prophet would show up and, 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 and point out to the king his error, point out to the king his sin, and how many times that king would throw that prophet in prison. Not David. By the way, David named one of his sons, Nathan. He appreciated the prophet. You know who the best friend you have in this world? Someone who will preach with a two-foot flame coming out of his mouth and take his bony finger and put it right on your nose and say, Thou art the man, and get you under conviction. Because, folks, we all need it. We all need it. But that's what I appreciate about having that conference. I need to get preached to. I need to get preached to. Folks, life is just that way. Our bodies, <laughs> the waste has got to go, doesn't it? The city, the waste has got to get out of there. Our households. You know, the other day I had a, I had a, a you, know, you know, and when, I, I'm going to digress for a second. When President Obama ran the first time, he ran on the platform of change. And, you know, prior to him providing us with all those big garbage cans that we have to wheel down to the end of the lane, I used to be able to take the back of my truck, pickup truck and throw three garbage cans on the back and drive it up my lane about 200 feet and dump it off. Now, because of change, I've got to take this big can and roll it through the gravel. And by the time I get there, I'm... <sighs> But, you know, I was dragging this thing through the gravel the other Monday and, and kind of complaining, like I just did now. And I was thinking, you know, I'm glad the garbage truck comes on Tuesday morning at our place. Isn't that convenient? Isn't that nice? How would you like it to be piling up at your place? How would you like to have to deal with it? You know what? It just kind of put a new twist on garbage day for me. But you know what? We need to be willing to go to the dung gate, folks. We need to let God speak to our hearts, whether it's in our personal devotions and Bible reading, whether it's in response to the preaching of the Word of God. I've heard people say, well, you know, what do we need an altar call for? I can get right with God in my seat. I know that. I know that. But you know, there's just something about coming forward at an altar that just kind of nails it down. We want to thank you for joining us today for Treasures of Truth. And it is our hope and prayer that today's program was truly a blessing to you. You've been listening to a message entitled, Ten Gates, by Pastor Rick DeMichael. As we heard in today's message, God moves His people not to take the inward look, but to take the outward look. The body of Christ ministers to itself and rejoices together when one is saved and becomes part of the body of Christ. If you are listening here today and you are not saved or unsure about your salvation, and you want to be with Christ in heaven one day and experience the magnificence of God Himself, then we encourage you to contact the offices of Treasure Valley Baptist Church at 20. 888 4545 That's 208 888 
4545. As mentioned at the beginning of this broadcast, if you would like to hear this or any other message from Treasure Valley Baptist Church, please feel free to visit our website at tvbc.org for more information. We also invite you to join our live streams on Facebook and YouTube for weekly encouraging messages. And if you just so happen to be in the area, we have a bookstore that is open to the public on Tuesdays from 1030 to 430 and Wednesdays from 8.30 to 4.30. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and we would love for you to come join us for our weekly services. They begin with Sunday school at 9.30 a.m., followed by the morning service at 10.45, a Sunday evening service at 5.45 p.m., and our midweek service on Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Our services have nurseries available for young children, as well as interactive and exciting programs for all ages, including junior high, high school, and even college-age groups. Thank you for listening to Treasures of Truth, a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho. And may God bless you in the coming weeks and days ahead.